welcome to the Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin. I am your host tonight, and I have just one other Infinity Bro with me, but he is arguably the best Infinity Bro, especially when I am the host. It's Zane Ellis. Happy to be here. It's not nighttime, though. It is definitely morning, but yeah. It's it's kind of a weird thing because like you and I work night shifts, so we're up at night all the time. But the only time we ever record morning episodes in the Infinity Bros podcast, it's me and you. It's always me and you, literally. Yeah, like after our night shifts, we're we're just like raring, ready to go, ready to pump out some content for the Infinity Bros. Well, we we know it's got to be me and you because like I mean Max doesn't get up till eleven thirty, you know, rough laser tag night before. Yeah. Yep, Robbie exactly. would get on. Went to bed at a at a crisp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and he has to get his beauty sleep. Robbie so. would be on, but that would skip his second gym time of the day, so <laughs> he can't be second on. Yep, yep. So he can't record. Mark is actually busy taking care of. Yeah, Mark actually has a so. baby, so that like he's valid. Jarrett, I don't know. He's probably like getting water from the river and <laughs> he's he's uh running on his hamster wheel <laughs> to generate to, the electricity to get his electricity going <laughs> we mentioned in the in the patron uh exclusive portion of this podcast which you can go to patreon and become a subscriber to the infinity bros uh to get access to do you just keep using uh, those Zane and I, do you just keep using those interchangeably i've heard you go back and forth from saying patreon and patron it's, which <laughs> it's weird because like it's called it's called patreon but if somebody subscribes they're they a patron, are a patron of patreon so like i get them mixed up quite a bit as you'll as you'll notice as we go through these episodes but uh that's fair if you subscribe to our patreon to become a patron you will have access to all of the bonus content and our very first actual exclusive um, episode came out last week where Max and Mark talk about um, even more, which are our previous episode, episode 127 of the Infinity Bros podcast is Max and I talking about um, all of the Marvel announcements from San Diego Comic Con. But that wasn't enough. We talked for an hour and a half. There were so many announcements that that came out. We didn't even get to anything non-Marvel related in our in our main episode. Uh, so you got to go check out the Patreon exclusive stuff to get all of the other content that we that we came out with. Max and Mark talked for another like hour and a half about they I mean, and it's Mark. So they're going deep <laughs> into the weeds and, you know, like talking about all the things that potentially could be happening in the MCU down the road. It's wild stuff. So definitely want to check that out for sure. Uh, well, Zane, we are here to not talk about San Diego Comic-Con and all of the Marvel news, although there still is uh, a buttload of stuff coming out even now as we approach um, the Disney D23 Expo later in the year. We're expecting more Marvel news from that even, even though we still had a ridiculous amount of content and, and news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. But we wanted to kind of rewind a little bit and go back to a show that ended, uh, gosh, over a month ago now, um, which is the boys on Amazon prime. So yeah, we, we all absolutely love this show and we just haven't gotten around to it because of all of the other stuff that's been coming. So does this technically make this a time stone segment? 
because we're doing this a month later. You know, that's a great <laughs> question. What what qua- what qualifies a a time stone? Does it have to be years in the past? Is it is it months, days, weeks? Like what is it? I don't, well, I mean, dude, time would just be be any of that. Even though I feel like our time stone's mainly been like stuff that's been way years in the past, but. True. We're usually on top of like getting the reviews out of big shows like that, whereas here we're coming out with our review of this significantly exactly. later. Honestly, I've tried to sneak it in like in different episodes and stuff, but it's just like last week we talked about San Diego Comic Con and we could have talked for another hour on all that stuff. Um, we had the Miss Marvel uh, finale. We had, um, gosh, what else did we have? We had a movie. Thor, Thor Love and Thunder came out. You know, we've had a ton of stuff that has ended or come out since then. So we Hang just, on. You're going to sit here and tell me that we're all super opinionated and we can all sit and talk about anything that, like, we don't have time to get to other things. Th- no, that doesn't sound like us at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. That couldn't be us. Couldn't be us. I <laughs> can't fathom our podcast ever going over 25 minutes. gosh if you go back to some of those early episodes like me you and max literally had a three-hour podcast i think it was episode two when we were talking about um like all of we were talking about pre avengers endgame i think like all of our theories and predictions of what was going to happen we literally sat there and talked for two and a half plus hours and then we were like Oh, <laughs> I guess we should probably stop at some point. <laughs> like, probably. I remember, I remember you and I and Max were all at, we're actually at Max's house recording that episode. And we'd like, we're just talking, not even paying attention to the time at all. And then we were kind of like, towards the end of it, we were like, oh gosh, we should probably wrap this up. Right. We're just rambling <laughs> out, just kept talking. We're like, oh, just yeah. Just going on and on. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're new to the Infinity Bros podcast, you can go check out those those older episodes. But honestly, I would probably not recommend it. We've come a long way since then. So True. check out some of the recent episodes for, for our uh, more recent reviews and stuff like that. But if you want to be f- feeling nostalgic a little bit, you know, go check out those earlier episodes as well. I uh, just want to throw out a before we get to our advertised content, a quick um, shout out to our good friends at Many Worlds Tavern. Um, I am currently drinking some Great Old One, which is a dark roast that they have. Awesome company. Make sure you guys go to manyworldstavern.com slash the infinity bros. You can get 10% off of your order by using code the infinity bros at your checkout. Uh, have tons of awesome gaming related. Um, they kind of have this D&D theme and it is really cool. They have these tokens that you can use for uh, Magic the Gathering uh, and stuff like that. Really cool company. Really great coffee. Make sure you guys check that out. All right, Zane, are you ready to dive into The Boys? I was born ready, you know. <laughs> Zane was born ready. Zane's always born I don't ready. think I have much of an option either way. Like, let's just get after it. <laughs> True. For those of you guys who are not familiar with our rating system, we have a very special way to rate uh, things on our show. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Snap. And I'm going to put like a, a very special 
warning here. First of all, we're going to be spoiling season three of the boys completely. If you haven't watched season three of the boys, make sure you pause this episode, go finish that up and then come back. Additionally, if you are sensitive to graphic content, probably don't listen to this episode and don't watch the boys (laughs) because that show is wild. (laughs) And you probably already know that if you're listening to this episode. But I just wanted to throw that out there. We're going to be talking some wild stuff in here. This season especially has been just bonkers off the wall. And uh, yeah, if you're if you're listening with your kids, maybe just skip this episode, move on to the next one. Go back and listen to our Miss Marvel review. That's a great, great, great show for kids to watch. Um, but this one, not so much. So here's our spoiler warning. This is prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler ah! warning. All right, Zane, the boys season three uh, finally came out and man, we were we were waiting for this one because I think previously all of us have rated seasons one and two of the boys very highly. Mm -hmm. Uh, This show is a great kind of like social commentary on what's happening today. Um, Incredible acting. Uh, it's based on a a comic that you know argu- arguably is not the greatest comic in the world, but the the show writers and everybody at uh, Amazon Prime have picked this up and really made it into just an incredible story. Probably, I mean, arguably better than the comic book run. I don't know if there's too many shows or or movies you can say that are based on comic book storylines that are better than the comic book but this is probably one of those shows so man uh just first of all let's go through kind of just a non-spoiler quick review of of season three um and make it like a quick 67 second thing what did you think and what was your rating of season three of the boys yeah so season three um just like picked up and just kept going with everything he had and like I think that's something that the show's done a very good job of, just, like, from season one to season two to season three. Like, it really doesn't feel like it's lost steam. Like, it's just, it's continually just, just kept moving that, the the flag. Like, it's just, you know, full steam ahead. And it's been kind of refreshing to watch. But, yeah, like, he's kind of said there in the opening a bit, like, just how much this show has been with its social commentary, which is really, you know, I think that's added so much to it. And that's really kind of made it, um, just, it, it becomes a parody of the real world. And anytime you have stuff that parodies the real world, like it just, it resonates differently with people. And again, this season's no different. It, also coming into it you're just like i don't know how they're gonna ramp things up from what we've had in previous seasons they do that immediately in the first episode and you're just like why <laughs> these guys are insane oh and like it just keeps going yeah. but just it, it they took a story that you had from the comics that yeah it's really not that good of a story it's really more focused just on you know the gore and how much crudeness can we pack into this and they're like we're going to take that and we're still going to have that in, you know, the show and in the story, but we're actually going to give like 
more in-depth and complex storylines. Like, we're actually going to make you care about these characters or hate characters or, like, they're, they're actually, you know, fleshing out a story that people... I don't necessarily put it as relate to, but you can see the symbolism and stuff and see the parallels, whether, you know, one side or the other. And... I think it just it does such a good job and you're just like I I don't know what's going to happen next but like I you're here for the ride cuz it's just like it's you know it's blown your sock off every season so far so it's like I just keep going. So yeah, season 3 for me is still 6 out of 6. Like it was so well done. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you on that. I also give this season a 6 out of 6 like you said. Um <clears throat> The comic book is I've I've read I can think we mentioned on the on the Patreon exclusive portion that I've read a few issues of this comic book and that was enough for me. I was like, oh, wow, there is a lot of stuff in here that I don't really want to dive into. And it really wasn't interesting enough for me to keep going, honestly. Um, but this show has been completely opposite. I've been 100% engaged from the very beginning of season one. Uh, Homelander is probably one of the best villains that we've had on TV in a very long time. Uh, and man, he just keeps it up this season. Uh, we get an, a great, um, I don't know if you even call him like, it's, it's weird that the roles are, are so different in the show, but like soldier boy is, he's still basically a antagonist, but you're working with him through a lot of this season. Uh, but he also introduced in season three is just fantastic. Jensen Ackles, who plays him, just does an incredible job. And Anthony Starr is who plays Homelander. Wow. Some of the best antagonists we've had on TV in a long time. So I think this season is incredible. They do some bonkers, off-the-wall stuff. They still make it work with the story, though. They don't go out of their way to be crude or, or you know, well, I will say there's one, one moment that we'll talk about later that, that they do, but it's basically for shock value to get you into the season in episode one. So, <laughs> so anyways, a little, little, uh, little teaser there, but man, it's incredible season. They do such a great job of keeping you engaged uh, through this storyline again. And, and the social commentary aspect that you mentioned, just incredible how they adapt what's going on in our world right now to kind of fit what's going on in the storyline. Um, they kind of, you know, show both ends of the spectrum of these really hardcore conservative um, groups and the other side of, you know, the really liberal or even the corporate um, side of things. Really just just a really well told told story all around. So six out of six for sure. All right deep into it here i'm just going to give a quick synopsis we've got season three it's been a year of calm homelander is subdued billy butcher works for the government supervised by huey of all people both men itch to turn this peace and quiet into blood and bone so when the boys learn of a mysterious anti-soup weapon it sends them crashing into the seven starting a war and chasing the legend of the first superhero soldier boy we get you know the whole cast returning um, and I already mentioned Anthony Starr as Homelander. You've got Carl Urban as Billy Butcher, Jack Quaid as Huey, which, going to be completely honest, I was not paying attention 
in the first two seasons of the boys apparently i had no idea that jack quaid was danny quaid's son <laughs> zero clue and I, that was more because i didn't know who jack quaid was than anything but i saw his name and i was like quaid like yeah, is, is he like that. Something? looked that up and i was like what are you kidding me so that blew my mind uh aaron moriarty is starlight and kind of i won't go over too many of the other ones but then you get jensen ackles as as soldier boy um but man Let's dive. So we already mentioned uh, kind of that the they this is a very graphic, crude show, and generally they use it very well. But we dive into episode one, and we mention like we this our group chat blew up. <laughs> I remember when episode one dropped. Twelve minutes into episode one of the boys, we get a <laughs> a scene, a giant wiener scene where one of the they're at some party or whatever and some other random like supervillain shrinks down and goes into another dude's wiener <laughs> like just bonkers off the wall stuff that probably is the only scene in this entire season that is like that was completely unnecessary but man did it shock you or what zane <laughs> i just like i'm just sitting here and just like these are words that i'd never thought you'd be sitting here saying out loud let alone like on a podcast that yeah. like oh I yeah know. this dude just shrunk down and just went into another dude's wiener <laughs> just what is going and even on? like who even like thought like hey yeah we're gonna make this scene and then they like give some <laughs> like the clips on it there's like oh yeah so we built like this 12 foot tall like the going and you're just like yeah do you see those pictures of the set there's, they built a giant wiener they built a giant like wiener, this guys, wasn't and it's just cgi like they built this for special effects and you're like wild just wild i wonder how much of the budget went to that <laughs> no like, kidding. How much of the budget went to build the giant? <laughs> just I am just wild that they decided to do this. And honestly, like, it's not a bad choice, like as far as getting your audience hooked, because there is a good chunk of the people watching this show just watching to see what the heck they're going to do next. So in that sense, it's not like the worst storytelling decision. Was it over the top and probably unnecessary? Yes. But wow, did they get people talking? Well, not only that, that first episode of The Boys. Not only that, but it's just like it had nothing to do with anything. Like it didn't further any plot. It was, they're just like, right. we're just going to yeah. do this. And then when you listen, I don't remember who if it was or whoever the producer they were talking about it, the whole thing was born out of the whole stupid thing from was it Endgame or whatever of what would happen if Ant Man went up Thanos's butt and just expanded. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. That was that was the entire that was, like that the was, base that was the, the entire basis of why they did this because they were like, <laughs> what if that? And so they oh, changed gosh. it up. They decided to go <laughs> the wiener route with it, but they're like, that was. They, they wanted to create that meme. Right. Not only the wiener route, but then the guy sneezes because he's on drugs and 
totally eviscerates right. this guy that the wiener he's in. Like the, he's the bottom half of him explodes, and you see him on the bed, and his entrails are hanging out. He doesn't have a bottom half because the guy was inside of him and and got back to his normal size. So like you go from one extreme to the other, and it's like holy crap, what is going on? And like you said, this has zero bearing right. on anything going on in the season. Like they could have left this out and been completely fine like it wouldn't have changed the story at all so that was the one moment of unnecessary gore probably <laughs> or or graphic you know content in the season that didn't lend itself to anything at all holy man um so the first thing i want to touch on here zane is obviously we've been talking about the the kind of crudeness and stuff of this show it was kind of widely anticipated they announced way long time ago, probably like six plus months ago, that they were going to be doing Herogasm in this season. And this is Herogasm is probably one of the more popular storylines of the boys in the comics. It's when they have this huge superhero orgy, basically. They, t they tell everybody, they tell the government we're going to go off and save the world in this alien invasion. They just go to a resort and have a giant superhero orgy. So everybody is like, holy crap, how are they going to do this? And even up to that episode, which I think it's like episode, there's eight episodes, I think that's episode six in the season. We were all like, how are they going to fit this into the storyline? Like, it didn't seem like this was going to lend itself to the story at all. And they flawlessly weaved Herogasm into this storyline. Like, I was shocked how well it worked into the storyline of this season. Like, it, Herogasm was... I don't know if unnecessary is the right word for it, but, like, even though we're literally, through that whole episode of Herogasm, um, we're walking through the halls of this, like, person's home, and there's obviously orgy stuff happening. Every room you walk into, Mother's Milk at one point gets uh, <laughs> sprayed with a giant <laughs> hose of... <laughs> of uh, bodily fluid and just just wild stuff happening but at the end of the episode it's not about herogasm it's about right. soldier boy facing off against homelander and billy butcher all at the same time like that episode wrapped up and you weren't thinking about the giant superhero orgy you were thinking about the like the intricacies between the relationship of Billy Butcher and Homelander and now Soldier Boy is thrown into the mix like they just did such an incredible job of weaving that into the storyline well not only that but you went from this immediate like <clears throat> what you had with going on with the herogasm stuff and all the orgy like all that but the going the immediate transition to the actual fight with Billy and Soldier Boy and of course Billy you know is on the, the 24V or whatever and that's like the the impact of this. Like you forget about everything else that was going in the house because like that's the first time in this series you can actually see Homelander like f be scared. Like that's yeah, the first yeah. time you see him experience right. fear, and it was like that was so well done and so well shot. And like yeah, it completely. And then not only that, but then just the the end scene then with A Train going against Blue Hawk or whatever. Like that end, just you forgot about everything else that happened. See, that's another undertone that's not even. Pro I mean, they could almost take that whole storyline out, and it wouldn't really change the 
the tone or anything about this the main storyline is a train kind of having this like internal struggle is like he can't be the superhero that he was because he's got like this heart condition and his brother is like this leader um in their community like largely black community of the you know like advocating for um these people in their community and stuff like that and this other random superhero who's totally racist is like you know picking on this community and and he has to like stand up to him he ends up killing him in that episode which you already referenced but like that that is such a applicable minor storyline in this day and age like i mean you're watching that storyline you're like this happens on like a daily basis it's so crazy how how they like applied all of these different aspects of the show or you know picked out like real life aspects and applied them to the show um and and you know the irony of him he so he does that and then kills whatever blue falcon or whatever blue hawk or whatever blue Blue hawk Hawk, yeah kills the guy and then they he his heart you know basically explodes they warn him if he does any activity he's gonna his heart is gonna explode and they give him a heart transplant with the guy that he killed right the racist guy that he killed and you know not to mention that earlier in that storyline his brother gets paralyzed by this guy you know throwing an outrage in where he was supposed to be giving an apology it's just like it's so it's so perfect it's almost like on the nose but it's not it just like slightly misses being on the nose and so like if you're if you're not really paying attention or you don't care about that storyline you could absolutely miss aspects of it like you can't miss the whole thing because it's pretty pretty like i said it's like almost on the nose but just man the way that they that they take these different aspects and bring it into the storyline has just been incredible so um one note i wanted to mention on herogasm highest rated episode of all three seasons of the boys 9.7 on imdb which is just mind-boggling considering all of the everything that's in it but like thinking back on it like it has to be because of that ending that 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 fight was so good and just like it's just yeah you just completely forget about everything else that happened it just you just see that the fear of home i think that was the one too when they get soldier boy and that's when like black noir runs away like that's when stuff you realize like yeah this is when stuff starts dialing up and you're just like so yeah i it's like yeah you see that as a 9.7 it's not because of the hero gasm stuff at all that is not not why it has a 9.7 not at all yeah just crazy stuff and you know we got the kind of storyline of billy butcher and huey for a a short amount of time taking the temporary v and man the showdown between billy butcher and homelander because billy butcher at that point has basically the same powers as homelander and homelander looks at him he's like huh well that's different (laughs) it's just like oh wow okay this is this is awesome and i will man i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed Jensen Ackles as soldier. Yes. Like I don't there was I don't know if there was a more a better casting that they could have done for Soldier Boy. Like he he was absolutely perfect in that role. Just like dude who is full of himself 
doesn't care. That's the that's the difference between him and and Homelander is that Homelander cares so much about what people think of him. Yep. Soldier Boy doesn't could care less. Right. Doesn't care at all. And he's just going and doing his thing for his own reasons. Homelander's doing his thing for his reasons, but he's got he's got like kind of these barricades in his mind of like he's still needs people to love him and like him so he still has to maintain this public image but man just 100 percent best casting they could have done for soldier boy jensen ackles and the his voice was perfect his demeanor just everything about him was perfect so i think this is probably my favorite season of the boys to date uh for that reason is jensen ackles was just a perfect choice for soldier boy i agree with that yeah no like it just and i like i knew he was gonna be good just everything just like i was a huge supernatural fan coming in and it's like i knew a lot of like what jensen ackles could do and yeah he just like that role was just like made for him and he absolutely crushes it and yeah just the 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 contrast you got you not only have the contrast of butcher and homelander but then they're like hey we're also going to add this third character which is still different than both of them but it's still contrasting all of it and you're just like it, it's still so balanced how all three the interact and stuff it's just like the, the writing on it just so well done to introduce that and then how the story is going right now or to, to at the end like you're just like this this was very well done. Mm, absolutely. Was there a more memed season of the boys than this season? <laughs> <laughs> I think there was like three separate moments of of Homelander reacting to things that got like immediate gifts and like became like viral memes on Twitter for sure. I, I don't really pay attention to a whole lot of other social media besides Twitter and, and TikTok, but I saw those gifts of Homelander on on Twitter so much over the course of this season. Yeah. One is when he is um when he is on the rooftop and he like actually is scared for the no, he's not on the rooftop. I think he's at that farm or something. And he actually like you see fear in his eyes for the first time and he's like kind of having a little mini panic attack and that moment was just powerful and then to see that turned into (laughs) turned into a viral meme was just incredible and then yeah just there's so many great moments in the season that that lent themselves perfectly to memes (laughs) throughout the season it's it's gonna get me it's the internet like it's gonna get memed like if there's anything even slightly remotely like hey we can turn this into a meme it's gonna become a meme (laughs) it's gonna happen and the boys like the boys they seriously are like yeah meme us right literally do it literally (laughs) i don't know if you you guys any of you have been paying attention to the boys on social media but like they have a vot international account that literally treats itself as it is vot in the show on social media and people reply to it as they are in the boys universe. Like it's, it's actually very entertaining to go through those threads and like people are responding like, Oh no, Homelander's right. Homelander's the best. (laughs) And it's like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is incredible. But like, so, okay. So we go through Homelander finally at the end of the season, which again, I praised Anthony Starr's performance at the B in our non-spoiler review, but 
this dude is becoming an iconic villain of this generation. Like, he is just chilling. He plays this part perfectly. Um, everything about Anthony Starr as Homelander is perfect. I think he was a perfect casting. Um, and, like, he'll never get to the point of, like, Darth Vader in Star Wars or anything like that. But, like, superhero-wise, he's got to be up there in popular villains right now. Just, man, he he just plays his part so well. Um, so, yeah, I, do you have any other uh, comments on, on him as Homelander? Or? No, I just, I think it goes back to, I know it's stuff that I've mentioned before. It's, like, a, a big thing that can make or break a show or movie is having a good villain. And it shows just that, again, if you have a fantastic villain, like, it just helps carry a, so, a show so right. much more. Well, and and we've been talking about Phase 4, you know, on our podcast for the past year. And really what has hurt Phase 4, it's not the new characters that they're introducing. It's the poor villains that are in these movies and shows. Miss um, Marvel, for, for example, the most recently, the clandestines were pretty lame villains and they weren't engaging they weren't fun to watch uh so miss marvel i think fell flat because that's one of the reasons that marvel kind of fell flat miss marvel fell flat a little bit and then go back to black widow i just saw a tweet that you know that was probably the worst villains we've had in a marvel movie maybe ever uh but like you know Which that I, makes it I, even I worse back to because taskmaster is such a cool villain and it was so I butchered know, it's so sad like so i sad. that bugs um, me yeah exactly and you know maybe we'll it's possible that we could see taskmaster back at some point they kind of left it open ish to to something happening but they they really really did not do that character any favors and the guy i don't even remember the guy's name the the bad guy that was like controlling the red room right don't even remember his name Um, he's not super forgettable right yeah super forgettable so yeah just i think that's how phase four has suffered it's not because of these characters that they're introducing because we've praised a lot of these characters like Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel was a great casting, incredible casting. But some of these villains are just falling flat. And that's where that's where people are starting to get tired of, of you know, uh, the MCU and stuff like that, I think. Uh, but, you know, we have we have Kang coming in the future of the MCU and he did great in Loki. So, you know, we've been talking about all the amazing aspects of of the MCU going forward on the last couple episodes. Um, Like you said, a great villain can make or break a show, and it makes the boys. Uh, Without Anthony Starr as Homelander, I don't don't know if this show would be that interesting, because Carl Urban as Billy Butcher um, is great. Jack Quaid as as, uh, Huey is great as well. But beyond that, I don't know if there is a performance that carries this show not not nothing even close to what homelander does like the homelander no, like carries no, it and like it's yeah absolutely like the, yeah at least like it's good but like yeah if you didn't get what you're getting from anthony star and homelander the show is significantly further down on any rating like it just it, it doesn't hit the same and that's why like there were rumors that of anthony star possibly playing like dracula in the blade movie and i'm like absolutely yeah, yeah. i would 100 be oh down gosh. with that 
because like we see what he can do with Homelander. Why bring him to the MCU? Give us a good villain. And even better if it's in Blade. Like that would be sweet. <laughs> yeah. If that yeah, rumor we is true. Last episode, Zane, Zane is just gonna be just gonna be outside his mind when Blade comes out next year. Right. I, just give me Blade. Give me, me Ghost Rider. We, we got the Ghost Rider Easter egg in the She-Hulk trailer. Like just give yeah. me more. Mm-hmm. There's been there's been rumors floating around and I don't know about this casting. It seems kind of odd to me, but like there's been rumors flying around that Ryan Gosling wants to play Ghost Rider in the MCU. Kind of weird casting, but like as long as we get Ghost Rider in the MCU. Right. I just, whatever. I just want it. <laughs> Who cares? Just, just give it to me. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyways, uh, that kind of leads up to the penultimate moment in the finale where Homelander is addressing the people and some dude, I think, throws like a bottle at him or something like that. Homelander just torches him with his heat vision. And there's probably five seconds of silence. Like Homelander just killed a dude in public, like over basically nothing. Like, sure, I mean, the guy, it wasn't nice of the guy to throw a bottle and call him a name or something like that, but you killed a dude. You killed him. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jerkface McGee, uh, MM's yeah, daughter's stepdad, that guy. just yells, oh my gosh, when MM punched him in that episode. So satisfying. That might have been the most satisfying oh. moment in the whole season of The Boys. Oh my gosh. That dude is just a pile. Oh, <laughs> man. Anyways, he he yells out and everybody starts cheering. Just oh man, that moment was like, wow. The the crazy part of the, about that moment was you can like see this happening in our society today. Not necessarily killing a person, like I feel like that's far, but that drives the point home where politicians can literally do something terrible in public, everybody watching them. And then two weeks later, they can still be on the Senate floor or, you know, like doing what they normally do because there's no repercussions for them. Like it just it feels like that fits in today's society. And that that just goes to the the whole kind of underlying tone of of realism in this show. Like, obviously, it's a satirical, um, you know, comedic take on what's happening in our society today and they push it to the extremes but like man that was a moment where i was like wow this this is crazy that this is happening in the show right now because like it just seems so again it's one of those things that's like on the nose but not quite like i'm like driving this nail into this piece of wood and Instead of like, you know, I feel like most things try to do it a different way. Most shows try to take a different angle at it and do it in a creative way that's not, you know, hammering the head of the nail. The boys is like hammering the head of the nail, but they're kind of glancing off to the side a little bit. (laughs) Like they're not right on the nose, but they're pretty dang close. So just... Just well, I think part of that, too, and I think that's going to relieve and go into what we're going to get with season four. It's <laughs> just the uh, the fact that you're playing on that fear because that happens. Like, what do you do? And like, I've heard some of the comparisons, like, like if you've seen the movie Brightburn, like this is like 
the kid from Brightburn growing up. And it's just like, yeah, he just, you know, zapped a guy middle public but it's just like if someone has that ability then like you can't stop like what 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 do you do you know like you're just put in this position of like it, it it's no longer of admiration but fear and i think you get to that point and i think that's more of what we're gonna get with four because like homelander always said that just like hey i can do whatever i want because no one can stop you and like when you get to that point it's like yeah like there's nothing anyone literally can do to stop that and yeah you get that like the whole brightburn comparison like what do you do like you you can't take this person out and well and yeah and earlier in the season like they end the season two with you know the boys and starlight have kind of this dirt on homelander of like they have the the videotape of him from the plane throwing people off the plane and and destroying the plane and at the beginning of this season he's like what are you gonna do if you release the tape i'll just go crazy and kill well, right like yeah he literally calls the bluff on that and he's like what are you gonna do i'm just gonna go dismantle the pentagon yeah. i'm just gonna go destroy all this yeah. stuff i'll i'll single-handedly destroy this country right like if what you do you do release right so then that brings it back to like now they're kind of in the same spot they were before where they don't really have leverage necessarily on him. And they kind of did with Stormfront because like he had that connection. He had that relationship. He loved her. And when they kicked the crap out of her in season two, it was like, oh, gosh, OK, now he's actually going to care about this. But now they're kind of back to square one in the season after. And that's that's why they end up going to track down soldier boy because they're like all right well if we have no leverage on him then we just gotta end up taking him out like that's and that's kind of the you know that i think that's a criticism that some people have have had of this show is that like they finally get this leverage and then they reduce it to oh well now we just got to go kill kill home homelander again so what have the first two seasons built up to that kind of just gets reset in season three. But like at the same time, like you were saying, this dude is invincible. Like what else do you do? They've been trying as much as they can to get dirt, get leverage, get anything on him. But I guess in my mind, that's just the way it goes when you're going up against like kind of an unstoppable force. So yeah, that's, that's a good that's a good comparison. I, I would say there's one there's one storyline that doesn't pan out, in my opinion, and it's Black Noir. Um, I really like that they dive into his character a little bit this season. And we learn um, that he that he was on Soldier Boy's team, uh, you know, back before Soldier Boy got captured and he basically gave him up uh, and. I like how they dive into his character, but in the, then in the last episode, Homelander just kills him and then it's over. And it's like, we don't even get a black noir soldier boy showdown. We don't get really even a Homelander black noir showdown because black noir is just there. And then Homelander just kills him. Well, I feel like the, the bigger part of that was to show more of how unhinged Homelander's becoming because like Black Noir was like his most trusted person on the seven and like that's just how scared or just how you know off 
go crazy Homelander was like he just killed the person he trusted most and it's just like yeah that's what I, it was I like agree straight wild that, card but, but what's the to me it was like you spent a lot you spent a lot of time in this black noir storyline like him off by himself going back into his past all these cartoon characters uh you know like reliving his helping him relive his past they made it seem like it was going to be a big deal and then to me that payoff just wasn't enough well i feel um, like more of his, his story was less for black noir it was more of establishing more background on soldier boy true yeah and that's that's ultimately what it came down to i think but i would have liked to see him at least get a crack at soldier boy and like have a showdown or something like that or even have a fighting chance i mean obviously you know he's probably not going to last long against homelander even if he is fighting him but at least like have him turn on homelander and see a showdown between them two like i i just thought the very final part of that storyline like i was invested in that storyline and then it just didn't really pan out for me i mean so for, for all that we was know. my one right but for all we know like moving forward like they could still keep with the whole black noir clone thing and just bring another right. clone of the original black noir because like or that would that also still alive because mess like, up he got Homelander. his head bashed in in you know the earlier like when when he was in nicaragua like giving up soldier boy like dude got his half of his head blasted off basically and he still survived so i know there's been speculation that he could potentially still be alive um you know and homelander's just like basically keeping him like he was keeping mave or or you know whatnot earlier in the season so i hope that's the case because i want to see some payoff in that storyline i want to see black noir back because we've i'm too invested in his storyline to just let him go at this point so right I always like the fan theory of like Black Noir is like an offshoot or like a clone of Edgar. The, I still think that would be a cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, granted, know, though, cause other like, things have happened or whatever, but like that would be or some sort of connection, further connection with Edgar. Right. There's there's definitely more connection there for sure, because like, I mean, they were obviously kind of dealing under the table to get rid of Soldier Boy for their for that for that part of it. But like, I don't know about the clone thing, because like that we see Edgar not even in a we do see him in a full flashback. He doesn't really interact with Black Noir in that flashback, but in the animal flashbacks that. Um, Black Noir is having he talks to Edgar and that's how we find the connection between him and Edgar like he blackmailed you know or uh, uh, backstabbed uh, soldier boy but like if you go back to that flashback where you see Black Noir and you see um, Edgar Edgar is quite a bit smaller than Black Noir and Black Noir is like I actually side note I absolutely loved how we didn't see Black Noir's face until the flashbacks. And we still don't see his face after the flashbacks. Like, the only time we ever see his face is in flashbacks, which I think is... Which I think is more stuff that they can do with that. The fact that the current Black Noir, like, you never actually saw his face. Like, you, you don't... That's true. Like... Okay. You don't know what could be hidden there. 
And that's my, my point of like it could have been you know another clone or the black noir in this could be a series of clones like they could just be interchangeable like I don't True. know how it could work okay. in there but okay. I feel like that's got to be noting something the fact that in the present time you never see his face so arguably that could be anyone at any given time you know yeah I I'm on the I'm on board with that Zane I like that um I I absolutely love that they do that though just keep the mystery of black noir and the you know intrigue of of the character alive and definitely made me invested so yeah that that was my only thing complaint i guess about this season and i wouldn't even you know it's not something that broke the season for me obviously still six out of six and honestly um at this point in my year the boys is going to be fighting with stranger things Four for the best tv show of the year for me i i'm gonna have a hard time deciding that for my stan lee's like i i think stranger things 4 probably has an edge on it at this point but i i absolutely love this season of the boys so it's up there you know well just going back on this quick i just had this thought dawn on me and i know you'll love it just because you just love theories like this okay here we are so we obviously black noir noir you know, the mystery of stuff what if we get into the next season and the big reveal they finally take off the mask and it's nicholas cage because i mean he was spider-man noir like yes. he, he just give him, <laughs> it's just nicholas cage playing black noir <laughs> nicholas cage oh my god just give him anything noir 100 in <laughs> Oh my like gosh, I said, that would be I mean, you're in on anything Nicolas Cage. It's just anything Nicolas Cage. I'm in on Nicolas Cage, Black Noir. Gosh, oh make it happen, gosh, Amazon. So funny, make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't acknowledge it at all. They, just, they like, don't play it like 100 yep. percent. Like he's been there the whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh, please. I need just it. Let that be. Let that be the thing. All right, Amazon Prime. <laughs> I know you're listening. Make it yep. happen. Season Make four. Make it happen. Nick Cage as Black Noir. All right, Zane. I think we are going to uh, move on here. But man, incredible season of the boys. They're going to be they're going to be very highly mentioned on our our uh, Stanley Awards later in the year for sure. I think so. Um, any other questions, comments, concerns on the boys before we move on to our hot snot? Not really. Like, it's just, I'm just looking forward to season four. Like, I don't know. Like I said, with uh, every season, they've continued just the same pace, the steady. And, like, I just, I hope, like, my expectations are being met. I hope that just continues. And just season four, it just, they come out and just continue knocking it out of the park like they have been. Yeah. And, like I mentioned in in the non spoiler review, like, they've done an incredible job of building even though the stakes seem like they are so high, they keep getting higher every season. And that's that's just a testament to the vision of the, the showrunners and the writers and all that stuff. Like, you know, we're seeing it in Stranger Things as well. Um, they clearly had a vision for this show before they started putting it together, and it is paying off very well. So kudos to everybody involved with the boys you guys are doing an awesome job and can't wait to see what uh season four has for us so i don't know how 
<laughs> like how crude crudity it's not nudity crudity wise but not even a word we made it up on the infinity rose podcast that's fine crudity wise how much more wild can you get than this season though with a giant wiener and hero gasm can you get more crude than you did this season well i feel like that's the same thing we've asked every single season and they found ways (laughs) to do it so that's true i'm not gonna put it past them like i'm sure they'll (laughs) find a way I don't know how, but I'm yeah, sure they'll figure out a way. If, if there's anybody that can figure it out, it's them. Yep. I All right, Zane. Let's move them. into our hot or snot. Hot or snot. <laughs> so our hot or snot is a segment where we uh, like to give a couple things that we've been digging and a couple things that we haven't been over the last couple weeks and we it's been a hot minute since we've done a hot snot segment so zane why don't you go ahead and first with your hot or snot tell us what you've been into lately uh not a whole lot no (laughs) no um so let's see um was it last week me and max went to go see nope in theaters it's uh nope is jordan peele's new movie highly recommend it um, he kind of it's less of a venture of horror and more of a sci-fi movie I suppose but so well done like I Jordan Peele's definitely establishing himself as a like the director that like he knows what he's doing he knows th- the symbolism that he's putting in the the parallel like all these things the different ideas and the tones he wants to draw and wants to draw from the viewer like he's capturing it and he's doing a very good job of it so nope great movie i'd recommend anyone go see it um the fantastic cast Danny clue is a wonderful actor um it just yeah it it uh th- one of the things too kind of coming from it that even if you're, you know, you might not like all the twists or how, everything that happens. One thing I got to give props of Jordan Peele with this movie <clears throat> is the fact that this movie was incredibly original. Like you see so many movies that like, you know, this other ideas or other stories or whatever. Like he took this idea and like I've never seen the idea play out before of what he did with this movie. And so just from the sheer originality of it, it makes this movie that much better. So and I think that that plays into what makes a great horror movie, too, is like, I mean, it's it's kind of weird because the horror genre has has two sides of it where, number one, people love the predictable horror storylines like all the tropes. People love that stuff. Horror people love that stuff. But on the other side of it, if you can make an original story that people can't predict Man, then you're setting up your audience for a heck of a ride. And if it's something that they haven't seen before, I mean, they could come out with an awesome experience that, you know, obviously they haven't seen with with any other horror sci-fi film before. So I, I think that's awesome. And I I haven't watched Nope yet, but I got that same thing with Get Out. Uh, one of his I think that was his first. Yeah, that's his first actually, one yep. that he directed. And. Uh, just man, I I had never seen anything like it, and I'm not like a horror guy or anything like that. But I there was twists in that movie that I did not see coming at all, and just 
incredible that he's able to capture that and and sounds like he's keeping it up with his his most recent movie so that's awesome what would you rate it um i'm gonna say i'm gonna give a solid 5.5 out of six very very good movie very very rewatchable because it's also one of those like you want to watch it again just to pick up on stuff that you missed the first time there's very much a lot of that in that movie as well so everyone go see that movie (laughs) um another thing that i just finished watching and oddly enough it was joey who kept (laughs) talking about this movie or show so i finally watched it the terminalist on amazon prime fantastic show been talking about that he's been tired and like i was like oh yeah it's on my list i'll watch it i finally watched it wonderful show it's definitely like it's boys is still number one on amazon i would probably give uh invincible number two but i would easily put terminal list as number three as far as top shows on uh, prime and main actor obviously chris pratt fantastic job in this show um the one knock that I'll give this show is I don't like the ending. I think that they could have done the ending better, but everything else, how this show runs is so, so good. Is so, it set up to be like an ongoing series or did no. they kind of like end it, end it? Okay. They end it, end it. But I, like I said, I, I'm not a huge fan of the ending. Um, I, th- I would have done things different, changed it a little bit would have made the ending more satisfying i think like i understand the way they ended it and why they ended it the way they did i was just like if they would have tweaked some things it could have been a better ending but everything before that last 10 minutes fantastic the the you still get the resolution to the entire story and you get you know all the the main points that needed to be addressed and hit are addressed and hit and then i thought they do did a good job of that great action a lot of fun so yeah i would definitely recommend that uh the terminal list amazon prime um oh and also they i don't know if anyone else has been watching it they dropped the first three episodes of season three of harley quinn on HBO Max, the Harley Quinn, the animated show. And again, like this is a very adults only show. Like it's yes, it's animated, but it's not for kids. Um, they dropped the first three episodes and it, the without missing a beat, they just kept everything going in stride that they had from seasons one and two. Still that same humor, still the same. Like they just took it and they're like, all right, we're going to keep running with what uh <laughs> with what worked in the first two seasons. So I'm excited to keep getting more episodes of that. It was, it was nice to kind of sit and, and watch those. And there's the, the one episode Nightwing comes back and it, it it's fantastic. The, the, that whole interaction they have, cause the whole thing's a parody on everything and just the, everything with Nightwing and the bat family. It, I was just like, this is this is well done. I needed this in my life. This is this might be the best thing DC's putting out right now, and it's literally just making fun of DC properties. But <laughs> that's awesome. But when you think about it, like that's kind of DC's best stuff because that's what they did with Peacemaker, and Peacemaker is fantastic. That's what they're doing with Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's fantastic. So like, yeah, I just 
two thumbs up on that. The uh, let's see if I'm gonna rate those first three episodes, I'm gonna give them a five. All, all three together, I'll give a five out of a six for those first three episodes. They they were fun. Nice. Nice. Got anything else, or is that it for your hot uh, stuff? Nope, that's pretty much it. Like, I'm just kind of sitting here waiting, like, for Gundam Evolution to come out. I mean, Jarrett talked about that yeah, constantly. Yeah, kind of in, in a little bit of a weird hole right now until uh, She-Hulk comes out uh, later this this month. Right, so it just kind of just... Glad, I'm glad we got to talk about The Boys, because this is a good show that... That we needed to we needed to talk about. Yeah, we're but, kind of in that uh, calm right now. Like we're kind of in between like video games coming out. We're kind of in between movies coming out, TV shows coming out. So gosh, just think back to like last year or the year before that, where it was we would go months in between like big releases of shows and 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 movies when when COVID was still kind of like wreaking the the entertainment industry and we'd like, still we'd find things to talk about episodes. <laughs> yeah, we have our whole episodes of nerd news and hot and snot and top six like just man now now it's like we try to cram as much content as we can into an episode because we have so much to talk right about. literally like the complete opposite we just, <laughs> we're skipping segments because we have so much to talk about we're having but the opposite issue stuff opposite issue for sure all right i've got a few things uh, my first thing is i'll call it a snot because i was kind of disappointed by it but it's still solid so it's the season three or four no season three of umbrella academy um just it was disappointing is is basically what it comes down to um there's still really great uh, beats in it Five and um, Klaus are great in this season, but man, they just, I don't know, they dumbed down Luther. Um, Allison and Vanya Victor are just annoying. And how many times can you go through an apocalypse before you have to end the show? Like I, it's, it's still good and it's still engaging. I'd still give it a four out of six. Like it's solid filmmaking. It's still fun, but at this point, it's getting kind of tired, I think. And I don't know, like, I'll still watch the next season because I'm invested in the show. But I, it's, I don't know how you keep engaging your audience with repeating apocalyptic storylines. You know, it just... Right, like, how do you keep... basically the same storyline and... I don't know, man. It, it it was a little bit of a disappointment this season. And Luther, I, I think Robbie's mentioned on previous episodes, like Luther was one of my favorite characters in, you know, the first couple seasons, because even though he kind of is a little bit of an idiot at heart, like he's got heart like that's that's part of his character. And in this season, they just made him just a big, dumb idiot. And I really didn't didn't appreciate that about him. But again, Klaus Klaus, this is probably his best season. Um, his storyline is great in this season. Five is great as always. Like, he's always a fun part of every season. But Klaus really grows into who he has as a superhero or whatever you want to call them. But, um, yeah, just overall kind of disappointing. And still, still decent, still watchable. But I was definitely expecting more. 
from it. So kind of a bummer. And I, I know you mentioned that that's you haven't even finished Umbrella Academy because of that reason, because that's what everybody's been saying is that it's just kind of and Netflix too. this part of this is on Netflix's fault. They have zero advertising for Umbrella also Academy. True. Like they, it, it dropped and we were all like, oh, no one knew. <laughs> I right. guess I guess Umbrella Academy's out now. Like, OK, all right. I guess we got to watch that now. Like zero advertising. They had a little bit of advertising for Stranger Things, at least. But yeah, nothing for Umbrella Academy. Like they're the why is their marketing so bad for an online company? Just I don't get it. It's so weird. I don't understand it. It's just odd. So that's part of that is on Netflix's fault that they weren't hyping anything up. And, and, you know, maybe that's a good thing, because maybe if I got hyped up about it, I'd be even more disappointed in the season. I don't know. But, yeah, a little bit disappointing this season. Uh, that was my only snap, though. My two other things are hots. Number one is Gray Man uh, on Netflix. It's the movie with uh, Ryan Gosling as basically Jason Bourne and uh, and Chris Evans is kind of the main antagonist in this and it was really great like honestly if you're looking to watch a mindless action flick very similar to the jason bourne movies really fun it was uh ryan gosling is i i wouldn't call him the worst part of this movie but like his character is just like kind of a funnier version of jason bourne and he like has all these skills and he you know he's running away from the government and chris evans chris evans is the best part of this movie in my opinion i, I he is so funny as this uh antagonist who looks like he's just straight out of the 70s got this like <laughs> trash stash and like super tight clothing and like oh my gosh he was he was fantastic he was what made this movie for me but five out of six on that movie it's on netflix it's it's a fun watch so definitely if you're just looking for a mindless action movie to watch that's a good one to to pick and kind of go through and my last uh, hot is multiverses which is a game that just dropped and zane and i played it on stream on thrifty thursday last week uh really fun so this is like basically a super smash bros type brawler um where you know four plus characters get dropped on a map and you just got to duke it out until somebody wins and there is a there's more depth to this than i thought there would be um so for those of you guys who kind of pay attention to this scene, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl came out probably a year ago now or something like that. And to mixed reviews, like it's fine. It's if you're really into Nickelodeon, it's more fun because they have the Nickelodeon characters, obviously. But like as a as a game itself, it's really nothing special. I'd probably give Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl like a three out of six. Like it's a fun to play with friends type of thing, but there's really no substance to it otherwise multiverses is not that i would give i'll, I'll give multiverses a 4.5 because it's got it's got more potential than nickelodeon all-star brawl does like they've got more team-up modes that are that are better than nickelodeon all-star brawl um i think the leveling up system is pretty cool like you you gain you know xp for each of the characters that you play as you get gain perks for each of those characters and stuff and you can unlock characters plus wb has a ton of properties that they can they can dive into and and i was thinking about it i was like so we've got wb is this the you know owner of this game so you've got superman wonder woman harley quinn batman 
um, right off the bat as DC characters. You've got Shaggy, Velma, um, so you're getting, you know, probably some more Scooby-Doo characters, probably some more DC characters, but, like, they haven't even touched on a lot of their properties. Um, oh, and they have, like, Arya Stark as well in there. Like, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's <laughs> that's interesting. So they must have worked out some deal with HBO. Does WB have connections no. with HBO? I didn't... That's interesting how that worked out. I don't know. No, the... WB does it own or they're in partnership with HBO? Okay. That's so why that's all their that that's all why all their stuff goes to HBO. Gotcha. But like that's why like if you which right because yeah, right, they're all on HBO Max. That's yeah. right. Okay. Which to add on that like LeBron James from Space Jam Two is a playable <laughs> character. Oh but like gosh. from watching that movie, you see all the properties. Like yeah, anything exactly. in there. Yeah. Looney Tunes, the Iron Giant. That. That's Iron one of the Giant. playable characters as well. But like they haven't even touched on. Lord of the Rings, they haven't touched on Harry Potter. They have a lot of these properties that they absolutely are going to throw more, you know, playable characters in there. So they have a lot of potential to grow uh, just character wise, which I feel like Smash Bros, like Nintendo, that's that's the biggest storyline with Smash Bros every year. Who's the new character they're going to come out with? And I think Nickelodeon is pretty limited to, you know, like obviously Nickelodeon properties, which I, to be honest, I did not watch Nickelodeon as a kid. I booted up All Star Brawl, and I knew like the Ninja Turtles, and like I I knew who Aang was, but I hadn't watched Avatar enough to know some of the Avatar characters. Uh, you know, there wasn't a whole lot that I was like, oh yeah, you could be this and you could be this. They had SpongeBob in there, but you know, it just it wasn't as diverse as you can get with with WB. So. I think they have a lot of potential with that game. Maybe we'll be playing with a little bit um, on on stream if we get bored of all the other free games this month. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was a, it was a good time. Uh, I don't know, Zane. Maybe let you comment on a little bit since you played with me. But it was I thought it was a good time, so I'd give it a four point five out of six. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, that's where I was sitting at it with two, four, four point five. It was fun. Like I'm not. I'm not typically one that's like a huge fan of those games, but like I would put more time into that because, yeah, it very much played significantly more like Smash Bros. Like it still had that feeling you had characters you're familiar with, just the, the whole, you know, the how they use with the leveling and stuff. And the fact that the play in the, the 2v2 that we were playing, that was super fun. Yeah, it was and, really fun. Yeah, the, the different modes they had were were actually pretty interesting because like. I don't even like I haven't played Smash Bros in a while, so I don't even know if they have modes like that. But like it was very team oriented and they even have an original character who is like specifically suited to playing like team modes, basically. So it's just like, oh, this is this is pretty cool. They have some interesting stuff in here that is unique uh, to them as like a fighting game, which I think they need because honestly, when this game was coming out, I was like, oh, great. Another copy paste of Super Smash Bros, <laughs> you know, like cool, you know, so but I was pleasantly surprised. I, I thought it was a, a fun play. So as a free to play game, absolutely like it. Yeah. Also, that is that is a huge draw as well is that it's free to play right now. So you can download it on any platform and and check it out. Definitely would recommend at least checking it out. If you're not into like the brawler games, probably might not be your thing, but still definitely worth a 
a free download, but if you're Max, you know, you're getting a version <laughs> to free games, he probably won't be playing it. But definitely worth a download and just checking out. So, well, Zane, that's about it for today. We've got... Uh, We've got more to talk about later, but uh, we'll get into that on a different episode. Thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You. Thanks for, uh, thanks for, I guess, doing a morning episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's always like, hey, yeah, let's do this at night. And it's like, oh, I'm mm. at work. Have fun, guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I always, I always feel bad when it comes down to Sunday night because I know I can almost always count on you to if I can't get an episode together with anybody else, I can be like, all right, Zane is is going to be free Friday, Saturday night. But when it comes to Sunday night, obviously, I know you're back at work. So I was like, dang it. Uh, who else could I get right, an episode right. together with? So glad it worked out for, for, for sure. you to, to join us. So. Absolutely. And Infinity Bros Universe, thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast experience. We appreciate you guys. If you want to check out the Infinity Bros, you can do so at theinfinitybros.com or follow us on any social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube. You can find us on Twitch a little bit more. Uh, finally, kind of getting back into the swing of things. Uh, we had a little bit of a hiatus, but usually are streaming a couple times a week on Twitch. Um, Thrifty Thursdays for me uh, in the mornings on Thursdays, usually from like 9 to 11 a.m., uh, we check out a free game. So make sure you come and hang out with us. Uh, well, Zane, anything else to say to the Infinity Bros universe before we sign off for the day? Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, and if you want to check out exclusive content, you can check out our Patreon and find an exclusive podcast, exclusive portions of our uh, podcast, as well as uncut episodes. Uh, you can get uh, Mark and Max bickering and every single thing that they uh, say instead of all the things that Max usually edits out of our podcast. <laughs> it's a good time. But thank you again for making us a part of your podcast experience we love you 3000 we'll catch you next time in the infinity bros podcast bye. bye thanks for tuning in to the infinity bros podcast you can find the infinity bros on facebook instagram and twitter at the infinity bros feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinity bros podcast at gmail.com
Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. 